Of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by Mr. John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon, who actually made it two weeks in a row. We should give him a, a standing ovation for that. Uh, but if you're listening to our new intro beat, i got to give a shout-out to my boy, Jeff Ayatarola, okay, at Audio Assassin one on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he had made us a custom beat for this show. It's going to be on the intro and the outro. Please go check him out. Give him a follow. Follow his beats. They're all available. Uh, boy, I, I hung out with back in the day in the Northeast. Uh, you know, he's he, he's repping the Northeast proud, and, you know, he's a big Phillies fan, and, yeah, he does a, a lot with the vinyl. So if you get a chance, please check him out. Uh, and I want to thank him for giving us a custom beat for this show. Uh, but we're going to roll right into the NBA Finals, okay? A little NBA Finals preview who starts this week, uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors, who – uh, looks like, you know, took care of business, won four in a row from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I'm kind of feeling if the Sixers would have won, I think we would have taken or taken uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and we probably would be in the finals right now. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, and now it's the Kawhi show. Uh, I am going to predict that they're going to steal game one. Uh, you know, if, if somebody listens to this podcast on Sunday, obviously they'll probably throw up my face online that I was wrong if that happens, but that's okay. Uh, I think he's going to score 40 plus. Okay, and they're going to upset Golden State in Game One, which is Kevin Durant less uh, Golden State Warriors. Which is, I I still think that whole situation is kind of weird. Let you guys think about that. Uh, it's a calf injury, uh, you know, and, and I, Kevin Durant's a very interesting individual. Uh, the more I hear him speak, the more he annoys me. Uh, but I just feel like maybe he is kind of, you know, he he's basically not as hurt as I I really think he is. Maybe he's just drawing this injury out. I'm not sure, uh, but it just seems kind of weird. But anyway, Golden State, Toronto. What do you guys think? Golden State is heavily favored. Heavily, yeah. Uh, Vegas odds they're they're I don't know minus two hundred seventy five to win the finals uh, per Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook, wherever the hell that is. I have no idea. Las Vegas. He just said <laughs> Westgate, Las Vegas, wherever the hell that is. I know that part. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Warriors are, are – they're going to be tough to beat. Um, I think the right team, other than the Sixers, is in there to beat them, though. Uh, talk about what, what Kawhi and the Raptors did with losing two games to the Bucks. They basically spot them two games, and then they go on and sweep them. Um, Kawhi Leonard is is a handful. Uh, beast. He's a handful, and uh, you know I'd like to see somebody. I think everybody would be in agreement with having the Warriors lose, right, and seeing somebody different win. Obviously, or, or you're on the other end of the spectrum and say you want Golden State to win because Toronto beat us. And, you know, and I hear this ridiculous notion that people out there that want Toronto to lose just because. Hey, I can't stand Drake. 
Really? That's why well, he wants. Drake's I, not playing basketball, right? So we give don't, it, yeah, yeah, give it a rest. That was like saying you don't want to watch the Knicks lose because of Spike Lee yeah. back in the nineties. Okay, come on, stop. So let's talk a little bit about what you just said. In my opinion, there is that, what Drake. No, who cares about him? Spike Lee. I know you are a Drake lover, but <laughs> I am a Drake lover. So, so I know Drake. Uh, Dave's a Drake. Drake hater. No, I, I I think he's. Okay. I had to bring him into the the Drake world. So oh, I thought we were talking about Seinfeld. Uh, Drake's Drake's coffee. Cakes. Oh, the Drake. The Drake. The Drake. Remember that episode? No. You don't remember the Drake? No. Uh, you're not a Seinfeld guy. I like Seinfeld, but you don't remember. How do you religious... not remember the Drake? I don't remember. How do you uh, not like the Drake? Exactly. <laughs> Look, he's looking at us like, yeah, what I, I the know hell are we talking about? I know you just went in Seinfeld mode there, but we're trying to talk okay, well, serious well, business let's, here. Uh, let's continue. Serious business. <laughs> Come on, Coach Dave. So Hit us with it. I'm on the other side of the fence with saying I'd rather the Raptors win because I think that tells us how close the 76ers truly are. You just took that team to an amazing Game 7 shot winner to beat us, and if they go on to beat the Warriors, we're pretty close. That's how I look at it. We're definitely pretty close, Uh, except there's one difference. We don't have Kawhi Leonard. Not yet. Kawhi's not going to be on that team next year. I get it. Uh, And so the East goes through Sixers and Bucks next year. So what if the Knicks get Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Are we not worried about the Knicks? No, I'm not. I, I would be. be. I don't think so. Uh, you'd be I surprised. Think, I don't think they could fill the team with enough enough veterans to, to be a contender and beat us, legitimately beat our team. You never know. No, you don't. From year to year, every year is different. But I'm just saying, if for this year right now, Raptors beat the Warriors. We played against the Raptors, a phenomenal series, and lost on an unbelievable shot. You mean Raptors beat the Bucks? No, I'm saying you're saying if, if they if, beat the Warriors, yeah. I'm yes, sorry. Yeah, if, Do you have, what, what's your confidence level on that? You think they have 50, a shot? I, I think it's fifty-fifty right at this point. I think the Golden State's too powerful, but I still think they're going to steal a couple games. Yeah, that's all. I, I mean, I don't know how do you defend the Warriors without KD. I mean, it, what the what's holding the Warriors together right now is Draymond Green is playing. Steph Out of carries his mind. the scene. Steph Car- I, I'm not taking anything away from Steph. Steph has played outstanding. But Draymond Green is the reason why people don't, aren't even talking about the absence of KD. And let's not talk. About, let's not forget about to talk about the bench of Golden State, yeah. who obviously Andre Iguodala. But you know they have got another veteran in Sean Livingston, right? But yeah. what about the guys like Looney that they've drafted? Yeah. And see, that's the problem with the Sixers right now. We do not hit on our draft picks to fill out our bench. I mean, you look at Toronto with Van Fleet and and Powell. I mean, these guys are coming. They're drafted guys. Yeah. We don't have that. Who's the other one that um the, the that tripped Joel? Uh, he's another drafted guy from them. We could have had him. Oh, we definitely S- could have. S- uh, Siakam. Siakam. We could have had him. Yeah. And and who we do we remember? Two who do we draft instead of him? Uh, TLC was one. Yeah, another another stiff. Uh, and there's and one more. Who Cork Moss. Cork Moss. Very yeah, good. who looks great in a suit on the sidelines, but <laughs> can't play defense worth a lick. So again, and I, listen, I get it. We don't. We didn't know what Siakam was going to be, but. At the end of the day, we're not hitting on any of our draft picks. That's why next year for these Sixers, in order to be good, if they're going to put out all this money, we'll get to this in a minute, about Jimmy and Tobias, they need to hit on draft picks in the second round to fill out their bench. They're going to be productive. Shake Milton's probably going to have to play a big role yeah. next year off the bench. He, he just is. Zaire Smith is going to have to play a big role yeah. off the bench. Uh, you, you can't pay everybody, right? Right. 
James Innes would have been a nice addition, you know, going forward, but he declined. I don't blame him. $1.3 million player option. Yeah. Of course he's not going to take that. Yeah, he's going to try and hit the Yeah, he's, he's going to get a two-year deal somewhere. Yeah. And he'll probably get paid, but then he'll probably get traded mm-hmm. mid-season just like he did. Right. Or released to go, you know, hang with somebody else. So, yeah. uh, you know, at least, we'll, we'll talk about the Sixers in a minute, but I'm sorry. Get back to what you were saying. No, I, I, You know me, I just go off on a tangent. No, I, I think that the the final it should be exciting to see. I think it will be, it will be. I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the finals. I was always an NBA Finals guy. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching. It's funny, like the NBA Finals are synonymous to my childhood because it was the one playoff series. Because it was all you know, it's, the games are at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll never forget. You know, I, my, my dad worked shift work. I work shift work now. So when my dad would be on night work, that was a time for me and my mom to watch basketball together. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, up in a room, we had the, you know, the little dial TV, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom would be in bed. And, and remember those those flip over chairs that would like turn into beds? Oh, yeah. I think they yeah, sold yeah. them at like Cal They were all foam. But yeah, right? they were all foam. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So I slept on the floor in her room on them just so me and her could watch the game together. I mean, watching the Boston Lakers series, you know, it's just stuff that I remember. And I've, yeah. I've always been an NBA guy, right? So I, I'm, I'm very excited um, to watch them. I'm, I'm very excited to see. You know the superstars come out because let's let's be honest. Clay's been putting on. I mean, Steph's been putting on a show. Yeah. Uh, and I know you say Steph is Steph, but Steph's upped his game a little bit. And you say, "Yo, don't forget about me. I'm You're still right. here." Okay. And he could. I mean, is he the best shooting guard? And I don't mean that position wise. What I'm saying, the best shooter in NBA history. Oh, I mean, man, that's. It's tough, but it's you got to you, you got to start thinking about that. Yeah, I you got to start thinking about that. I just saw one highlight from uh, Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls, back in the heyday of Reggie Miller versus oh, Michael Jordan. Great team, and it was an inbound play, and Reggie Miller shoved Michael Jordan about five feet out of the uh, Reggie way. Reggie was great for that. Came dude. around, came around the three point circle, caught the pass, and drained a three pointer like it was nobody's business. And and those those days. I remember those days watching those games. They were, they were phenomenal. They and 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 no matter they what defense more. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah, they did. They, it was a it different was way game. More physical. Well, game. it was more of a half court set yes. as well. You know, you yeah. you slowed the game down. You brought it down. Yes. Guy was great, in the block. Great point. Yes. Right. I mean, look. I mean, that's the way it worked. I mean, even though those Bulls teams had stiffs as centers. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about Bill Cartwright, Bill Weddington, Luke Longley. Yeah. Those guys were still on the block getting the ball. Yeah, they were. I mean, you know, passing it out to John Pax and yeah. Craig Hodges and B.J. Armstrong. You know, guys that could act, Craig, uh, uh, Steve Kerr. Yeah. You know, guys that could hit a shot, yeah. you know. so But, you know, you talk about that. That, that was a great Indiana team. Yeah, that, uh, An Indiana team that didn't win a lot. Yeah. You know, when, when I talk as, you know, NBA champ, they didn't win any of them with yeah. that team. But, again, why? Yeah. Because they played against Michael. Yeah. Just, you know, just like those Knicks teams, they played against Michael. Yeah. They always hit a wall. Yeah. I mean, they took them to seven, you know, but they hit a wall, man. Yeah. But who was that? It was that, um, that was, I think we talked about this before. Who was the point guard on that Mark Indiana Jackson. team? Mark Jackson? Yeah. So, yeah, Mark, Reggie, the Davis brothers, right? Dale and Antonio. Yeah. And then you, well, you had Deathless Shrimp on that team. Yes, you did. You had uh, Nate McMillan, yeah. Sam Perkins. Perkins was a starter. Was he a starter? I'm pretty sure. Or maybe he did come off the bench. I'm not sure. Uh, was Travis Best a, a, a bench guy? And then eventually when Jackson left, I think Travis Best took over the point guard position. But they, right. either way, uh, you know, was uh, Larry Brown, was it just Larry Brown? 
He was coached there for a while and then was removed, and then another guy. Yeah, I can't remember who. They blamed Larry for not being able to beat. There was uh, somebody before before Larry Bird. I don't know. Was it Rick Carlisle? That sounds right. I think it was Rick Carlisle. Yeah. So, but again, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, we, we like to talk, go back in the day. But they, that was the heyday of basketball for me, man. Yeah, me too. You know, I know it's a different game now, but just to watch, just to watch some of those, the physicality of those games, those Knicks and Bull series, man. Ooh. Oof. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mason, Xavier McDaniel, Charles mm-hmm. Oakley. Ah, yeah. oh, they were crushing, yeah, crushing the Bulls. What do you think, John? You ready for the series? I'm ready for the series. I mean, I, I hate the way the NBA plays nowadays. That's just me. Don't we it's, all? Yeah, I just hate it. It's, it's hate hard it. to be a coach. It's hard to coach basketball right Look, now in this day. Watching the game, like it's just okay. Get the ball, shoot up a three from five feet behind the line with a dude in your face. Sink it. Don't play defense. And everybody's like, shooting a three, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, I'm not a big fan of all that. I I agree with you on Toronto taking game one. I I, I, I like that. Wow, we're agreeing on that. Warriors win it in six. Uh, I I like that. I I think so too. Uh, there, look, I think they they're gonna kind of take it a little too easy, you know, coming off. And I think they're gonna be like, yo, we want to make history, uh, you know, recent history of doing something that. No other Jordan didn't do it, you know, and all these other teams before him. I think they want to go. They want to get this title, and I think they'll turn it around, whether or not they have Durant, Cousins. But I think yeah, that's I, another thing. Cousins think, might came back, come right. back too. I think game one, they're a little. I don't want to say slow, shell shock. Don't it take it serious. It happens, but yeah, I, I see them taking it in game six. I, I, I can see that. I like that. You like that day? Like that game sucks? Yeah, I unfortunately I, I agree. I don't see it going to game seven. Could you imagine? No way. If it goes to game if it goes to game seven, that's gonna be something to watch. Even though, you know, let's not forget that Cleveland, you know, I know it was LeBron, but LeBron basically single handedly took that team, you yeah. know, to that spot. So you never know. Can Kawhi do the same thing? Ooh, can Kawhi turn into LeBron James? No. LeBron James is lower than Kawhi in my opinion right now. Right now, yes. Yeah, right now. Yeah, but two years ago, LeBron nah. James was the best player in the world. Yeah, right? yes. yeah I, I'll give you that, even though I can't stand him. Well, would you be saying that if he was wearing a Sixers uniform? Uh, I, I bought in. To, it I bought into the mantra. It, it depends if you're still playing. Yeah, If you're still playing true. games, <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is true. So either way, it's going to be exciting series, which leads us back to Philadelphia and locally right here. And we talk about the big decisions coming up from Mr. My Man Elton Brand. We talked about it last week. Uh, it seems like there's some, you know, there's some rumors. Obviously, they're going to keep coming up about Jimmy. You know, is he going to go here? Does he want to go play in L.A.? They're trying to recruit him. That's always going to happen. It doesn't matter. It's going to be recruited no matter what. He's a free agent. So my biggest question is about to buy Harris. Okay, well, you know, what are we going to do with Tobias? Because, you know, we talked about this last week, and I think it's going to be the defining moment in the Elton Brand era. But, you know, do you max him out or do you not max him out? Because uh, he's going to want max money. I don't know if he's worth it, if he's not worth it. Uh, but, you know, he also had the backup center role that we talk about. So uh, I think more importantly, I think they need to look at the draft. I really do because, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna give these guys, these you know, these ridiculous dollars – you're gonna to have to. You're going to basically live on mid-level exceptions, veteran minimums, okay, and rookies to be able to fill your bench out. You know, JJ Reddick said it best. I know I'm the third option. You know, those two guys are first. So JJ is going to have to come back on a bench roll if he wants to play here. If not, he's going to be playing somewhere else. I think we all know that. So I got a question for you about that. I don't know how much you know about Zaire Smith, but 
are you comfortable with the, say we say we sign Tobias and we sign Jimmy and we come back with Ben and Joe and Jimmy and Tobias and we insert Zaire Smith into the starting role next year? We don't have no more JJ. You think he can handle something like that? You're asking Zaire Smith yes. to fill JJ Reddick's you, shoes. You may have to. Well, I mean, if you have to, I mean, whatever. We th- but he's not gonna. He's not going to be able to fill that role. Nope. J- JJ JJ Reddick, he he was a, a point producer for us. Whether he came up big, little, whatever, he put, but it was a liability on defense. Absolutely liability. So that's where you'll get your upgrade from well, those yeah. two players. He the, right. the other kid can play defense, right? But he cannot. His score win, the he's, he's a better swing defender. He cannot shoot the three ball and an outside jump shot like like JJ can. Right. right. I agree. Are, yeah, the bottom line, they're different players. They're, 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 absolutely. They're taking the same spot. They're completely different players. I, I completely agree. But but what if you were able to, you know, to bring in a bench guy who's got a high three-point percentage, okay, and you get the best of both worlds. You get a guy in Zaire who can play D, okay, and you bring a guy in who can shoot the three, okay, and they basically play equal minutes. Well, if you have – Zaire there, and you already have Ben Simmons who can't shoot threes, and he ain't shooting threes. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. So you're going to pay JJ Redick? I'm not saying 35 years old. I'm not saying player. I'm not saying pay JJ Redick. All I'm saying is that Zaire Smith is not the solution no, to fill that. No, I, I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is, you know, in, in all reality, JJ is going to go somewhere else. That's going to give him starter money, which I don't think he deserves right now at his no, age. I agree. Okay, so. You're going to have an option if a, if a, JJ has the option of saying I'm going to stay with the Sixers for you know half of what I'm worth as a bench roll, or go to the Clippers, or go to the Lakers, or go to the Knicks, or go to the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets and get starter money. He's going to go absolutely. So you're going to have no other choice but to insert a guy like Zaire Smith into that role. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So maybe you 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 are out there and you can get a guy you know to come off the bench. You know, to give you that kind of three-point – I mean, I don't know. It could be a guy like – it sounds crazy, but like a Jeremy Lamb from, you know, you know from the Charlotte Hornets. I, listen, I, he's not a great name, but you think about guys like that. Maybe you could swing something for a Bradley Beal, give me some Tim, kind of trade. Give me, me Dinwiddie. I like Dinwiddie. You get me him. I hate I'm, the name, yeah, but I like too. him. Yeah. You get me him, and I'm okay with getting rid of J.J. That, that's what I'm saying. So, there, it, Elton's going to have to get creative. Yeah, he's going to have to get well, creative. Well, at one point, do are we going to go fishing again like we did last year and get and tr- go after like the high price, the high name guys? Not like, until you figure out what you're doing with Toby and Jimmy. They, they that solution has to be determined you first. Think so? So that's yes. a good question. That's a good debate. Like, all right, so we have we hold their rights, right? Well, we don't necessarily hold their rights. So, Jimmy, okay, because of his situation, we, we can offer him more money. We're the at, only team that can offer him the most he can make in the, the NBA. And the fifth year. That's and the, the fifth year Yes, option. yes. And that's the same with Tobias. Tobias can go get other teams' offers, but we yes. can we can control whether we want to match or Well, that's if you want to give him pressure. max money. Now, if right. you don't give him max money, then it's negotiable with any team. But that's what I mean by we hold their we hold their options, well, rights, whatever it, it, The destiny's in our hands, yes. basically. Yes. So, with that being said, they can go out fishing themselves, but we need to see if we can land another player that can score the bucket. 
better than those two. Uh, if 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 we think that's what we need, like personally, I'd rather get somebody better than Toby and keep Butler because Butler's veteran presence and the way he plays defense. I agree. I'm not a Toby guy, and I understand that you're probably going to pay uh, two years of dead money in, in Jimmy's contract because let, let's face it, the, with the style of of game he plays, he's and I know he conditions himself very well, but it's not he's not going to be able to play like that at 35. Okay, it's just or thirty four. It's not going to happen. So, but, but but you go into basketball like that, right? It's about now. Right. Okay, it's about that three to five year window to try to win an NBA championship right now, especially when you have a walking, you know, guy uh, walking issue with Joel Embiid. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice here yeah. uh, because you don't know what he's going to give you year to year, right? Uh, Whether it be his diet, his dietary issues. I have a bellyache. <laughs> uh. My knee hurts. So you got listen. You know you guys are killing him over that, right? But what you know what do what do you take about a guy like Giannis who who you said John that you would take to to build your your franchise around if you were a GM who takes himself out of a playoff series because he's a little gassed with a minute left in the game. I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, could at least at least Joe didn't do that. No, you know Joe, I, I, JoJo was yeah. in. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he doesn't show up and play, we're like, oh, dude, you're a sissy. He shows up to play, and and he and he can't give us a hundred percent because he's not well. All right, we can pick on Joe. The only thing that that I like better about Joe than what the Greek bitch did was wow, was that he's a Joe, Greek bitch. The Joe owns it. JoJo owns it. This guy, he gave up. Giannis gave up on his team. I agree, man. He gave up on him in an interview, apparently that I didn't see, but uh, yeah. heard all about it. Yep. And he also gave up by sitting on the on the uh, scorers table. <laughs> and I mean, seriously, that's how, that's how you're going to be. Able to, what what kind of leader are you? Uh, listen, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's that's inexcusable, especially when you're you're in a game defining series right now. Mm. You're in a dogfight, a fight for your life. Tony, just goes to show you that you and I picked Kawhi over the Greek freak, and we were right again. And and John, we're always right. John's John, always wrong. John, being from Pittsburgh, the little bit of the Susquehanna water—I don't know whether <laughs> the Allegheny or Mongahili, whatever water he's drinking. All, all that water doesn't run through the NBA in Pittsburgh. That's all I got to say. Uh, no, it doesn't it, exist no. up there. Right? We talking, he don't have a team in Pittsburgh. Nope. The fish. Or no, what was no? What was just this? just uh, it's just Pitt. Julius Irving was in a yeah. movie. What was it? The fish that uh, saved Pittsburgh. Something like that. I yeah. don't remember that. To be honest with you, it was make believe. There's yeah. There's, that was make believe. <laughs> yes, and there was yeah. Listen, you didn't miss anything. Put it no. that way. No. Oh, uh, either way, it's going to be interesting to see what these Sixers do. I can't wait. Uh, I can't. I actually, I'm excited for the draft because I want to see if they can get a couple guys. You know, there's that kid out of that that key T guy out of out of Auburn, uh, you know, that got hurt. Um, that's coming back. Yeah. I like him. How about the big boy? I watched video on Wait, Taco. Taco. I, I, he's intriguing to me. He's going to be Whoa. like when you're sitting there Jeez. at the very end of the draft, mm. and it's like you know you're taking a flyer or somebody. That the, the, maybe he is he is he a little bit better than our big guy now? Um, Who? What's his name? Toby Boban. and Bo- Boban. Oh. He's probably more at, more more athletic than than, than Boban. Okay. Uh, I don't know. They to me they seem like a similar. I would take both, a shot on him. They're seven. Uh, he's seven take foot a shot, four. You know, sure. 
But I'll tell you what. Did, I mean, Dave, did, did you watch him much in the in March Madness? He's like a little thicker Manute Bowl. I wouldn't I even mean, say thicker, dude. He might be an inch taller and like 30 <laughs> pounds less. Yeah, remember the threes Manute used to shoot? Oh, yeah. yeah. He just ch- – yeah, it looked like he's chucking them up there. Yeah. Close your eyes and But I would say – I, listen, I would take a shot on him. I'm just saying. I would definitely take a shot on him. Okay. Definitely. I agree with that. Once you, when you have that size, you might as well, but – Dude, you want you want to talk about uh, Embiid's knee issues and stuff? Ugh. This dude, I feel like he's going to be a sack of bones. Yeah, he's going to be. A, <laughs> he has like no knee cards, cartilage, like from the past five. Now, years. what's that injury that all the big guys get? The plantar fasciitis. Oh, yeah, fasciitis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. going to be a, a prime candidate for that injury, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but yeah, listen, NBA, great. Move on. Uh, let's talk about little Eagles. A uh, little NFL talk too. I know Dave's grinding the bit here, and I and I got I, I got to speak on, you know, right off the bat on my man five. I really do because I think there's a lot of confusion out in the world uh, that that we look at maybe our personal preference or you know against a guy who, in my eyes, is the greatest quarterback in Philadelphia Eagles history. Uh, you know, and great. And listen, I hope Carson Wentz surpasses. You know what five has done. Okay, but we cannot sleep on what five had done throughout his era. I'm sorry, I, you know, and and I think just because he runs his mouth, listen, I get it. He's got diarrhea in the mouth. I I understand. He, you know, he, he basically does. he gets himself into trouble what he says. Yeah, you're not condoning, right? That I, I'm not saying I, you know, exactly. I don't condone what he speaks, but I do condone. You know, what I do do is I remember watching him. And I remember, I just did a double doo doo. You said doo doo. Uh, you said doo doo on it. What I do do. <laughs> <doo-doo>. But <laughs> what I do know, hey, I got a severe toothache right now. So I'm fighting through this, okay? You're doing yeah, great. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, oh, it's killing me. But, um, you know, I it's, McNabb to me, I remember specific games. And for every game that I'll remember and every moment I'll remember, I know there's going to be this, you know, moron out there that's going to come to me and be like, oh, yeah, what about this throw? What about this? What about that? I, I, I get it. But let, let's let, let's just – I'm going to go back real fast before we get in this, like, McNabb versus Steve Young debate, okay? And I'm going to go back to when Andy Reid became the head coach of the Eagles. And, you know – he broke ground for the Novacare complex, you know, and the link. And his first big signing was John Runyon. We all know that, you know, because he always felt like building between the uh, building between the trenches. He drafts Donovan McNabb, and let's remember real fast. Let's look at that draft. Everybody hating on McNabb. Let's look at that draft of quarterbacks. Let's look at Tim Couch. Right? Let's look at Achilles Smith, Cade McNown. These were guys. I remember. I remember. We all wanted Achilles Smith. Oh, I gotta have Achilles Smith. We picked the right guy. The other guy sucked, right? Except for maybe Culpepper, who had a decent career, but not Louis McNabb did, right? So let's not re- let's not forget that Andy Reid brought in. Listen, might have won a Super Bowl as a coach, but he was as stiff as a quarterback. We had to endure Doug Peterson. Okay, he was horrendous. Okay, horrendous. And so everybody, we want McNabb. We want McNabb, right? And he comes into that Washington game, okay, and he's making guys. And I'm not maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure was was Daryl Green still a Redskin? Uh, you know, when, when five debuted, I think he may yeah, have been. I would say and yes. broke his ankles. Uh, broke his ankles, okay? And we were all in love with five. His mobility, 
Okay, way he could throw the, you know, the ball down the field. Obviously, he had a problem throwing a short game. We all know about that. But for all you people out there, and everybody knows, along with the Heat Ratio Sports, okay, I'm a Philly Influencer.com guy. And, uh, you know, Mr. Chuck Baylor, okay, if you're listening, because I go back and forth with you every single week, who says we've had all these Hall of Fame guys on this team. Okay, let, let, I, I understand we have Brian Westbrook. I understand we had Terrell Owens, okay? But let's just think about the running backs that we employed under Donovan McNabb. Okay, a guy named Donnell Autry, who looked like he should be in a ballet uh, you know, course, not on a football field. Okay, Reno Mahe. Okay, these are the guys that Andy Reid gave Donovan. James Thrash, Todd Pinkston, Charles Johnson, Torrance Small. These guys sucked. They were terrible. Hold your thought for right? a second. Hall, th- this gentleman that we speak of about now says yes. that the Eagles had Hall of Fame well, for Donovan? Well, no. Chuck Baylor says that Donovan was overrated. Okay. Matt Boyle, who is another fellow listener, threw out there that yeah. these are Hall of Fame guys. What's Hall of Fame? What, which Hall of Fame are they talking about? I'm just saying. This Do is they the, pay attention to That's the, what the, I the said. Sport? That's what I said. I don't get it. Me I don't either. get it. Okay, I, I think I think on the on the adverse effect that McNabb made these guys better than they really were. Yeah, absolutely. he made Chad Lewis a career. Yes. he made Brent Selleck an all time eagle. That's what he did. Absolutely. That's what Donovan did. So yeah. let's stop with all this monotony out here. Okay, mm-hmm. he he did everything he did. He made us whether he puked in the Super Bowl. Okay, whether he showed up. Listen, I remember. And I, and I know you you probably remember this, Dave, because I don't know about you, John, because you're more of a Pittsburgh guy, okay? But I remember a game, Monday Night Football, Donovan McNabb, New York Giants, 7-3 game, going into the fourth quarter. This was a, a Jim Fossil coach, New York Giants, who who always took our heart. No matter what we did, they all, we, we, we would be rolling 40 points, 40 points. Boom, we would hit the Giants, and it would just stop. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Peyton was on it. Sean Peyton was the offensive coordinator on that team at that time, yeah, the if I'm not mistaken. But I remember that game winding down, and what does McDab do? He throws that bullet, a bullet. It was probably an 18-yard pass. He rolls out to the right, getting traced by by OCU Minora and Michael Strahan. Okay, he rolls out to the right. He's barely hitting the sideline. Pops a bullet to James Strash, of all people, Diving towards the end zone, gets us two feet in, they win the game ten to nine. I remember moments like that. I'm sorry, but to me, he was a hell of a quarterback. Yeah. And he gave me moments like that that define me as being him being the best quarterback in, in Philadelphia Eagles history. Now, you mentioned Steve Young. Read some of these numbers. If we compare Donovan McNabb to Steve Young, and we're just throwing Steve Young out there, West West Coast Conference, uh, West Coast offense guy, okay, kind of in that era right before Donovan. Let, let's hear their numbers and how they compare to each other. So Steve Young is somebody I picked out to compare with Donovan for a couple reasons that you already spoke about, um, being in the West Coast offense. Obviously, for those that understand football and watch it, Steve Young had tremendous more talent around him than Donovan ever had. Um, So Steve Young had 169 games played. He threw 232 touchdowns. His career yards are 33,124 he has 64% uh, completion rating and threw 107 interceptions. His record was 94 and 49. Right? So then you go to D Mac. Donovan McNasty, as one of my friends used to call him. McNasty? I yeah. never heard that one before. Yeah, I thought that was cute the way he did that. That was pretty funny. Um, but Donovan would 
before we talk about Donovan's stats compared to Hall of Famer Steve Young, irregardless of his mouth, I don't think anybody really cares for no. what he talks about. When Donovan McNabb showed up in Eagles huddle every game that he played, everybody knew we had a chance. Yes. Whether you hated him, loved him, Didn't whatever, with the, you knew the Eagles had a chance to win the game. So – Steve Young, 169 games played. Donovan McNabb, 167. Yardage comparison. Donovan threw for more yardage for 37,276 yards comparable to Steve Young's 33,124. So that's like a season. So, uh, so That's a full season let's of yards. Go with, right. So, and Donovan played less games, right? I said yep. Steve Young, 169. Donovan, 167. Their completion percentage. Now remember, Steve Young's thrown to players like Jerry Rice and 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 Brent Jones and John all, Taylor. Yes, To To for years, right? Fifty nine percent completion percentage for Donovan to to Steve Young sixty four. I, I I will say though, look, you could talk about the receivers when you're hitting them in the toes; they ain't going to be catching balls. Hey, but continue. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, but I, Donovan I didn't hit everybody in the toes because his yardage is more than Steve Young's. So, I get it, and I know that everybody made fun of Donovan for that. INTs. Donovan threw 117 picks. He threw 10 more than Steve Young, who threw 107. Donovan's record was 98-62, and the infamous tie, which Donovan didn't didn't know that you could tie in the NFL, apparently. I think that was a joke, too. But, anyway, Donovan has four more wins than Steve Young's record at 94 and 49. Steve Young has one Super Bowl win with the great players around him. And Steve Young's defense, Eagles defense was excellent. The Niners defense in that time, top five in the league for for. Let's talk about that for a minute. Was that the uh, Charles Haley? Was he on that team? Yes. They beat the Chargers. They walloped the Chargers in the Super Bowl that year. I mean, destroyed them. Ricky Waters... Ricky, Ricky for who for what? Ricky Waters threw, ran a catch and pass there. It was phenomenal. Um, but anyway, so there's your comparison between Steve Young, who is everybody would say is phenomenal quarterback, phenomenal career, Hall of Fame player, one Super Bowl win, and the reason why this debate came up to me, Tony, whether or not, correct me if I'm wrong, is because Donovan came out loud this past couple weeks and said, "I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame." Yeah. You know what, Donovan? I agree. I don't like you as a person per, per se because I believe that, you know, you just have this chip on your shoulder and, and, and you talk about things that you probably shouldn't say out loud. That comes from pampering. Oh, I, He was I, pampered as a kid. We, we all know that. But, That's all that comes from. But on the field? That's fine. Similar stuff with Terrell Owens. Yes. I don't agree with everything Absolutely. Terrell Owens has said or done. But I agree. Terrell's, Terrell Owens' numbers are phenomenal. Yep. Right? Donovan McNabb's numbers – you can't argue with these numbers. Listen, let's not let's not forget here. We're not talking about like Donovan didn't go out and beat a kid or slap an old lady around. Okay, he just talks about himself a lot. Okay, we're 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 more supportive of Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, who, you know, and, and guys like Joe Mixon. Okay, who's out there beating the crap out of women. Okay, but but Donovan's such a bad guy because he thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, just it's it's to me it's just ridiculous. What if, do you what do you, you think, John? I don't know about Hall got, of Fame. Um, you don't think he's in the Hall of Fame? I mean, could be. There's a lot of things that go into that, and I don't know right or wrong, you know, what it is. You have no Super Bowl wins. I'm not saying that's – I was going to ask you, so if he uh, wins that game, is he is he a lock? He may be. I mean, the, would he get into the 
getting the team to all those NFC championship games. I mean, the stats are there, but let me ask you this. And obviously I always turn back to fantasy cause that's kind of my, that's fine. That's my go-to. Yes. Was Donovan McNabb ever a top three fantasy quarterback? Yes. I don't know, but I'm not talking perform. I'm talking draft. Yeah. I, don't I drafted him number one overall. One well, year. yeah. Cause you're a homer and, and, you're, a and, you're, homer. A, and you're a weird fantasy dude. <laughs> So weird. I mean, I'm oh, just saying. In general, dude, he was the weird fantasy dude. Yeah, what is that about? Dude, McNabb was not necessarily going. I drafted McNabb number draft. one overall one year, and I think the following year I drafted Brian Westbrook number one overall. Hopefully, he was number one overall when he had Terrell Owens. Yes. that would have been a great year. Of to course, pick it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, like uh, I'm how, saying, yeah, exactly. But look, I'm weird. McNabb was <laughs> never known as one of the upper echelon quarterbacks. When I, when you think, and now look, he put up the stats. He led the team. Look, your your only viewpoint is Philly. I'm telling you, the rest of the country, okay, the viewpoint McNabb was never a top three quarterback. It's funny he you say the rest that, of the country in the NFL. Donovan McNabb was the face of the NFL for years. He was. Oh, and and that it was I'll tell you so much of it. Look, he won games. He was smiling in and out of the huddle, whether it was a touchdown or a pick, which Philadelphia hated every time he throws oh, a pick they and smiles. St- Yo, no. So I'm just saying, yeah, right. My bad. Right. My bad. My bad. And then right. I, I, it, it was up in the sky for every remember? Every touchdown. Right. So look, I love I Personally, I I enjoyed watching McNabb play. I think he was a great quarterback. You know, your original question was, is he a Hall of Famer? He could be. I mean, uh, I don't know the stats. I don't have them up. I wonder how his stats compare to Jim Kelly. That's a good one. I mean, you're talking about somebody that, that you know, went, to Super Bowl. All, all, went to all of them championship games. But, I mean, there is no question what uh, we originally started talking about the top receivers, I mean, he didn't have anything. Anything. And, I mean, I, I pulled up on Bleacher Report. I was just right. looking. So, top ten of his era. Owens was one. One year. One or, year. You know what I mean? And then all the drama anyway. Brian Westbrook, number two. Out of not even a receiver. Out of the backfield. Right. Deshaun Jackson, which he had. You know, and he was a solid guy. Right. Kevin Curtis. Kevin Curtis. Todd Pinkston. Reggie Brown. Chad Lewis, Jason Avant, Brent Selleck, which he did have. I mean, Brent Selleck had a good yeah, year too. Jeremy Macklin, trash ain't even on that. That's and and, the, and, and people out there listening. And there's no, Freddie no, Mitchell. No offense, right? No, yeah, right. No Fleming no, no Fred X. No Fred. X. Those names aren't Hall of Fame names. There's a question. There's Those a question. aren't even eight-year yeah. career names. No. Right. And, 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 and listen, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but they're, they're not good enough. No. They're not good enough. You not brought, at you all. You brought up Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was thrown to a Hall of Famer, Andre Reid. Andre Reid. Had Thurman Thomas in the backfield. And Andre Risen, right? Oh, Didn't no, he have no, Andre Risen no. for a couple years? No. Who else? Oh. I'm sorry, I'm, Andre Reed and uh, James Lofton. Yes, yes, yes. And, and so, I, Donovan listen, did you. a lot with very little. Yes, yes, he did. And my, this is why, like Jim Kelly, to me, Jim Kelly's. I think his. I, I and I'm looking at his stats, but he he may be top ten in the NFL. Ever I love Jim Kelly for, for passing. Right. So, you know, 
That that's the only team in NFL history that went to four straight Super Bowls. And you want to talk? You talk about the Buffalo Bills. You want to talk about a team with a defining defense? Oh, their defense! Come was on, ridiculous. man! Nobody talked right. So are we Shane saying Conley, Jim Kelly, Cornelius yeah. Bennett, Bruce Smith, Bruce Smith? Uh, I mean, come on. Are we? Are we talking Daryl Talley? Yeah. I mean, these guys. Are we talking about Jim Kelly only got to those Super Bowls because he had a great defense? Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. If it wasn't for Scott Norwood. I, I think that, yeah, they would have won that game. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, hey, people, I, here, people, here's, your, here's your Jim Kelly stats. 160 games, so we're right, right the, there. Right in the same thing. Record 101 and 59. Right around the same. There. Completion percentage 60%. There you go. Only 1% up against 35,467 yards. Donovan has more yards than him. 237 up. and 175. How many picks. TDs? 237. Donovan has 234. Right. And interceptions, he has a – Jim Kelly has a crap ton, 175. Wow. 175. So Versus Donovan's 117. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, I think people – I think – and that was my biggest point. Not only is he a Hall of Famer or people that say he's overrated, my biggest point is people are focusing too much on the on the personal aspect yeah, and the yeah, baggage absolutely. that he brings than what he actually did for this franchise. Well, I yeah. think – and it's it's also too re- – I, I don't want to say it's too it's, – it's hard to think of guys when you're a tweener. It's hard to think of guys when they played so recently, are they in the Hall of Fame or not? You know what I mean? It's kind of like throwback. I mean, Jerome Bettis. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to think of him as too much old school because he was in the league 10 years ago. That's true. You know what I mean? You start thinking of these guys, and it, I don't know. It's like a tweener time where there wasn't enough time to pass to let his career settle and, you know, really see where it is. Uh, I don't know. But comparing it to these two, I say he's a Hall of Famer. I, I agree. I agree. changed his mind. Well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure, but yeah. See that? If you got Jim Kelly's, probably the best comparison you can do. I like that. A guy that never won a Super Bowl but got him so close so many yeah, times. I like that. Well, at, I that, mean, at, the guy that you can compare him to in that case, John would be Dan Marino. He only went to one Super Bowl, as far as I know, and he lost that game. I, he had all the yardage records. Yeah, yeah, his yardage right. he threw I mean, all over. It's ridiculous until yeah. Peyton came along. Right, right. But I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I just, I just want to give. You know, you know, five says he will always love you. Well, I was always love five. I'm just saying. Um, but Lewis Riddick, ex personnel guy for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, highly credentialed and, and accredited yeah, ESPN analyst, coming out the other day. And, what, and I don't really think this is a, you know a hot take or anything like that. I mean, he said Carson Wentz will be the 2019 NFL MVP. I mean, he was just adamant about it. Um, and I don't, I don't disagree with his logic. I, I, I really don't. When I look at, you know, we've talked about this on this show, right? We're looking at, and John, you, you mentioned fantasy, right? I know I'm a weird fantasy player, like you say, super weird, right? Super weird, whatever you want to call it. But when you look at guys like Rogers that are that, that are getting up there in age, Breeze getting up there in age, Philip Rivers getting up there in age, you look at th- this class. It's kind of like, when are they finally going to come back down to reality a little bit? Now look at the next class that's coming up. And 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 eventually you say, okay, these guys are going to start. You've seen it with Mahomes last year, right? You know, you see guys, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, who had a phenomenal year uh, last year. So I look at fantasy-wise and I look at, you know, what the talent is, is surrounded around them. And I'll tell you what, Carson Wentz has got a hell of an arsenal built around him right now. And if this guy... Is back. Uh, he's been in OTAs. He looks really mobile. He sheds the brace. I mean... 
I think this is another case where we forget what this guy did for 13 friggin' games. Okay, I am so tired of hearing about Nick Foles. Okay, and I listen, I get it. The guy won a Super Bowl. I understand. But Nick Foles doesn't win a Super Bowl if he starts week one. Okay, it doesn't happen. You know, your guy got you there in those 13 weeks playing at an MVP caliber. Okay, we all know that it's a two-year injury to come back from an ACL. We've talked about it on the show. We've talked about Tom Brady, Hall of Fame, best quarterback ever, who had a horrible year, an average year the first year back from an ACL injury. Okay, we talk about that. So why are we so jaded in our thoughts that we forget how good this kid is? And why do we have so many question marks? So many. We, I, I get it. Listen, I, he had an injury here. He got an injury there. I get it, but... This is the way he plays, right? I mean, you you mean to tell me, that did, did everybody worry about Tom Brady's injury history when he tore his ACL? I understand that the bat, well, guess what? Matthew Stafford played with a broken back last year, okay? He had the same bone broken in his back that Carson Wentz did, and he played through it. Carson probably could have played through it if he wanted to, but we had a capable backup in Nick Foles, so we figured, why hurt the franchise going forward? It's not the end of the world here, people. So I completely agree with Lewis Reddick. I think if all these pieces play out, and I know it's hard. It's hard for all these things to gel, right? It's hard to get all these new pieces, even though we did it in the Super Bowl year. We had a lot of new pieces, and they all gelled, and they came together, and we won the, you know, we won the big, da- big dance. But at the end of the day, this is all about his health. And I still think this this is his second year. Whether he would have had that injury or not last year, we still would have been talking about an average year from Carson Wentz. That's what we would have been done. We would have been doing. He wasn't ready to come back. He just wasn't ready. You know, everybody talks about he was always throwing Ertz. Oh, it's ridiculous. He's always throwing Ertz. <laughs> you know what's amazing to me is that you say what you want. But was everybody talking about Matt Ryan? He's only throwing to Tony Gonzalez when he had all over 100 catches. Everybody talking about Travis Kelsey when Patrick Mahomes is throwing to him 10 times a game? No, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is because we were used to seeing a vision of Carson Wentz that we didn't really see. So right away, everybody started to get concerned and worried. Not the you know not understanding that why all those guys were running routes under Nick Foles in training camp, that Carson was sitting on his ass in a NovaCare center throwing balls from his ass. He wasn't getting mobile. He wasn't working with receivers. And then you threw him right in. So, of course, what's he going to do? He's going to take the easy out. And that's what he did with Zach, Zach Ertz. So, I'm not concerned whatsoever. And I think Lewis Riddick has a, has a really good statement. And I think he has a, you know, a good vote of confidence. And I'm with him. I, I say Carson wants MVP 2019. What do you think? I think no. <laughs> John, right away, John, I think no. I think no. I mean, the one thing to think about here, I mean. I'm sweating. If, if he is, if he is the NFL MVP, that means that the Eagles are probably going to have at least 12 wins. Okay. I, I have 11 and 5. So if they. If well, they, in uh, the past five years, Matt Ryan was the only MVP to have 11 wins. Otherwise, you got to have 12 or more, or you're not even. That's a good stat by you. That's a good pull by you. Listen to so, you. So maybe you are more than just a fantasy weirdo. Uh, no, you're the no, weirdo. Weird. Uh, no, no, let's get that straight. <laughs> so, but I think. I and, love and, it when we talk and about that, John. But, yeah. but the statement about will he win the NFL MVP, I don't know that the Eagles are a 12 win team. No? And and if they are a 12-win team, then yes, I think 
he has a hell of a possibility of winning an MVP because it will be because of him. Or, you know, he will be huh? the biggest factor in that record. So I think, truly, his MVP is relying on how good the Eagles do as a whole. If the defense blows up and they start out, whatever, let's say they start out four and four and they got eight games left and they don't go they don't go undefeated, no, I, I don't see them winning it. So it's going to be a team effort, truthfully, for him to win the MVP. But if he gets them to 12 wins, yes, he has, he has a very good shot. I like that spin. When I look at – you know, the top quarterbacks, he can be there, but he's not. Now, like, I understand this is a two-year injury and things. You have two factors that you're really looking at. You're looking at, well, three, technically. You have the two-year injury that he's coming back from. So, yes, that last year was uh, the warm-up year or getting accustomed to playing again. Then you have how how worried are you about his injury history? So, you know, whether or not related, not, yes, he plays a style of game where he may get injured. The third thing is, yes, he played spectacular for 13 games, and you have to figure out what is that sample size. Like, how large is that sample size? Because we've seen, and that I think that's where a lot of, there's, there's question marks on all these things. You have the positive, he'll be the whole year removed from the surgery. You have, okay, well, he has been hurt, you know, Multiple times. Multiple times. Then you have the X factor. Is this 13-game sample, is this real or not? We've seen quarterbacks come in for their first year, second year, light it on fire, and regress. I mean, I always always bring it up, but you look at RG3. Uh, That's a bad comparison. It is, but it's a reality. I'm sorry. It's not. Culpepper blew up when he had Chris Carter and this and that. And And Randy Moss. Right, exactly. But what I'm saying is there's guys, young guys that come out, have a hell of a – Achilles Smith, as, du- as dumb as it is, and I'm not saying Carson Wentz is Achilles Smith. He came into the league and had a hell of a year the first year and everybody. There's quarterbacks that come in and have a great rookie season. Once teams have a time to f- t- have time to find their tendencies, the game plan, and hone in on what they're doing, they turn into nothing. I'm not saying that's what Carson Wentz is by any means. Carson right. Wentz is better than all those guys that I mentioned. But I think some of the concern is that it's a 13-game sample size. you know. And, yes, I believe in him, and, yes, I think he'll come back. Now, do I believe that he will maintain next year or for the five years that pace that he was going on a 13-game? Probably not, but I think he'll be about 80 to 90% of it. My, Which means you're still potentially a Pro Bowl. No, you're, you're you're right, but but does does do people talk about Aaron Rodgers when you talk about injuries? Because last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers got injured like the best of them, but nobody's ever really concerned about his MVP status. Well, the, right, his injuries, his longer term injuries have been more recent. He's starting to get up there in age, so I don't want to get there. Because yeah, but a lot of that's because of his style of play as it well. Is, yeah. But his he played through a ton of nagging injuries Look at your boy. for all those years. Your boy, Big Ben. Yeah, right. Same kind of deal. Yeah. So I mean, I I think more we're making too much out of this. I I, I really do. I, I I think we're making too much out of it. And I I it's the Nick Foles effect. It is honestly, it's the Nick Foles effect. If, if, if I think if Nick Foles wasn't on his team, we don't win that Super Bowl and all that. I, I don't think we're even talking about Carson no, Wentz being alive. Not. No. We're never talking about it. No, because you never knew what the potential was in the it, first place. It, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, MVP vote for me for Dude, Carson Wentz. I'm, my my MVP vote, I'm going Nick Foles. He wins a Super Bowl with the Jags. You're out of your mind. Yo, guess who Nick Foles is this year? I'm going to say two words for you. Case Keenum. 
Nick Foles this year. No, Case Keenum. That's yeah, who he is. No, I agree. Now, that's a hot take. They're not going to have any any passing game to really speak of. I mean, they're, 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 hey, their M.O. is still going to be run the rock. Yep. Who knows what Fournette's going to do. That's what I say. And yeah, they yeah. got to go off their defense, which wasn't even what it, you know, you think what it was last year versus two years but ago. But think about it. Day. For Nick, who cares? The guy lives living a life. He's a Super yeah. Bowl, oh, he's Super Bowl he champion, cared. right? Yep. He's hung like a horse. Okay? <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, he's got everything going for him. Right? He, he He's a spokesperson for uh, Lululemon, which I think is hilarious. Here's a guy. Lululemon, I, I just don't expect Nick Foles to be the spokesperson for Lululemon. That's basically like being the spokesperson for Victoria's Secrets. Okay? But it, Lululemon is, you know what Lululemon is? Is it the spandex? Yeah, the they're like $100 pairs. Yeah. You know, and, and their spokesperson is uh, Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. I mean, you know, hey, I'd li- <laughs> I'm would like. i not going to get that. I, I, I like to touch on the Carson thing. Just Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. This is he's coming in on his fourth season, which he's played every year. Although, yes, um, what his injury it, issues, he's 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 suited up every year. His rookie year, what was he nine and eight? I don't even know. Uh, maybe not a winning record. I don't. Second year was that phenomenal year. Third year he came in hurt, coming off of the ACL. Yep. In that third year, he was one of the highest rating passers prior to finishing the season with an injury. Not finishing the season, I should say. This year, coming in healthy now, and with all these added weapons that he has, if I know all, the, all everybody says if in the NFL, if this happens, right? If he can stay healthy, yes, he definitely going to. They 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 have eleven, twelve wins. I don't want to say easily, but if he can stay healthy, they're they're going to be in that range, and he is definitely a candidate for MVP because. He this is his fourth year in the league in the same offense with the same head coach, same head coach. The, 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 it's set up all the all the surrounding parts are absolutely there for a beautiful recipe of success. And you think about it, the biggest question mark could be the offensive line, yeah, on this and, team only, and just for, just for age, yes, unknowns, yes. Uh, you know, you have Peters. Okay, we listen, Hall of Fame left tackle. How many games he plays, uh, and when he takes play- games off, is Dillard a capable backup? Right. right. Brandon Brooks is he going to be one hundred percent coming back from Achilles injury? Right. That's hard at guard, right? You have you know you have Stefan Wisniewski who's going to be a backup to Jason Kelsey. Who I think Jason Kelsey is phenomenal, but you know he's getting up there too if he gets dinged up. Yeah. Uh, you know Lane Johnson's the mainstay. Obviously, we mm-hmm. we all know about that. Okay, and then you got Salamalu. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you is have he, question is, marks, is, yes, but you have. But but what I'm saying is, it's not terrible. Not at all. If that's all you're, you have capable people yes. just putting them in the right position to succeed. And, and is all I'm saying. And it's a familiar system yes. for every one of them. Absolutely. Wiz is going to start at right guard. I'm a, they're going to ease Brandon back into that position. I I, I, I can I can I can. The see reason that. why they signed him, and and that's a very good sign, is that he'll play he'll play right guard. This year, so you got a guy that won the Super Bowl, helped us win the Super Bowl. At left guard is going to start at right guard till till that Brandon is is healthy, hundred percent. And 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 listen, there's a lot of cohesion there. Those yeah, guys yeah. are very familiar All with familiar. each other. Yes, uh, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this uh, NFL season coming up. I'm really excited. Uh, one topic I wanted to get to is first of all, before we get to the the, the player jersey thing, I want to. Touch on the, uh, the 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 Phillies real fast, and I just want to give a shout out to my boy JD Hammer, 
okay, <laughs> because I just – I know everybody's talking about him, but he is the closest thing that, that, that I've seen to, you know, uh, you know, a Ricky Vaughn looking like. <laughs> and I know everybody's talking about it, but I just – Major League is one of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, and, and I just I, – I love that he wears the old school glasses. And I don't know if you've seen on pitch, but he kind of emulates a little bit of Mitch Williams. If, have you did you see him pitch? I have not yet. No, he I holds the him. glove close to his chest, yeah. looks down at it just like Mitch did, and kind of turns a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, this guy came in. What did he do? He he struck out. He he shut down the side of Milwaukee. He came in. Yelich, Braun, and whoever the other guy uh, who bats who, after Braun, John. You know, Aguilar maybe. Whoever, but I mean, the harder the lineup, he shut down. Yeah, he was throwing ninety five to ninety seven with ease. Uh, so that's a big deal. I mean, here's a guy who won't play pitch one game in Triple A. That's it. He pitched one game, and they they said bring him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's taking the spot of that Pat Nishak, who I could care less to be honest with you about uh-huh. Pat, uh, which is a good. <laughs> which honestly don't matter to me. Uh, but I, you know, this is a, a lot of youth uh, that needs to be injected into this Phillies uh, bullpen, who needs a lot of help. Yeah. So I think uh, this kid can can produce. Uh, you know, Neris has, has pitched pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could throw him in there, and as much as I hate to say it, Adam Morgan's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good veteran arm in there. He, he reminds me of uh, the guy that the, the Phillies had in the 2000 era, uh, 2007, 8, 9. Uh, who was the guy? Middle relief guy who who was very Not was dominant. Air. No, Chad Durbin. Chad Durbin, Chad Durbin yeah. would come in, yeah. and you know you can rely on him. I mean, he could spot start if he had to, but he was a guy who you could rely on that that sixth, seventh inning role. It uh, was pretty dominant. So I think hopefully uh, JT Hammer can give us a nice seventh or eighth inning guy. Hey, Ricky, give him the heater. Yeah, Ricky, don't give him a curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. Lou Brown, synonymous, major <laughs> league. Love it. Uh, before we go, we, we, we talked last week on uh, Major League Baseball foods in stadiums. And I think, you know, because there's not that many that we have on this list, I want to touch on, we talked about we were going to touch on the NFL foods. And I think, you know, to end the show, it's a pretty good segment because we, there's so many, you know, interesting sandwiches that we talked about uh, in Major League Baseball last year. Okay, but now we look at the NFL stadium. And John has been, again, uh, John, did you rank these from 1 to 12? Yes, I did. Uh, so <laughs> that's just that's just for me. There are John's my personal ranking. So I don't know. I'm a weird fantasy player. I don't know if he's a weird eater. So yes, I, I am. Well, there you go. Uh, but number one on this list is a loaded potato skin burger. Now, I'm not even looking at the description, but I'm just thinking it has something to do with cheddar, bacon, and cheese. Cheddar, cheese, and bacon. Yeah, man, it's your burger between two loaded, two loaded, like a whole potato. You load up each half and put. With the burger between. I don't know if I could do that. Where's oh, that, that out of? Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City cheese. Kansas City. Dude, you got your meat and potatoes all in one nice little sandwich. That's 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 interesting. Uh, fried peanut butter and jelly. Ooh. Sign me up. Let me taste it. No ah. way. No way. <laughs> you, you know what? The one thing that I'm not crazy about, I don't really like the fried sweets. I mean, every that funnel cake and all that and the donuts. I'm not really oh, I a... I love funnel cake. See, but I want... Uh, Dude, you know what I used to love? Oh, I forget. Was it Bennigan's? 
They had the mannequins. They had Monte Cristo sandwich. So it was <laughs> yeah. your your ham, turkey, like all your cheese, and they breaded and deep fried that thing. And oh my goodness, dude, it was so heavy and so thick. Yo, he, 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 he's look at him. He's, he's, he's oh, excited. His mouth is getting oh, juicy oh, over no, there. No, the, we just had a mannequins reference. Yeah, bread, Benikins. bread and fry a lot of things, especially if there's meat and cheese inside. I'm I'm game. Uh, I think a lot of people. Our game when they talk about meat inside. Just say. <laughs> oh boy. I, I think number number three is the one that was going to have your most flavor, but I don't know that I could. That's got to be hot, dude. Just I, listen to the name. So we got the uh, Kingdom Inferno chicken sandwich. Once again, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City for years. I mean, they had the best tailgate food as ranked even in the '90s and all that stuff. So they know how to eat down there. So, dude, this sandwich. It's a ham breaded chicken tenders. Carolina Reaper pepper mayo, and that's if, for those of you who don't know, that's the hottest pepper in the world. Ooh. So, pepper mayo, pepper jack cheese, sliced jalapenos, buffalo sauce on a brioche bun. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a flamethrower! I'm looking at this list, and I'm just trying to figure out at number seven for the Eagles, slim the slim chicken. I don't. That was back in 2017. In 2017, they had the Slim Chicken. Slim Chicken. Nothing slim about it. And it, it says something about Frosted Flakes. That was That's the breading. They, wow. They breaded the Slim Chicken with Frosted Flakes. I like that. I'm a yeah. big Frosted Flakes guy. Mm. Big time. So what? what so we only got a, a minute or so left, John. So if you're going if you're going to a restaurant and all these 12 are on a menu, where are you going? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with my number one. Give me the loaded potato skin burger. I'm afraid of that uh, Inferno chicken sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling your ass will be burning for days. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, that wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the, the Bloomfield pierogies don't look too bad, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this purple grip. You see yeah. that one, Dave? No. The purple grip. The purple grip is a buttermilk pancake, breakfast sausage link. Bacon cream gravy, crispy tater tots, and minced chives. And again, it's purple. Yeah, they, they put dye in the uh, pancake. Uh, they put dye in the pancake? Well, they made the pancake purple. I mean, I, I do that know makes... that from seeing the picture. So that's well, it is purple. a Minnesota Vikings right. uh, yeah. sandwich, so I get it. But I don't know, man. How about donut burger? Donut burger. Uh, is that where you put on two... Nah, I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not digging big, that. I'm not digging I'm that. I'm not a big fan of that either. Give me the purple grip. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> give me the purple grip. If you see grip and purple happening, you're normally see, I, in trouble. And, and Dave, I thought your favorite when I, even when I was going through this was the Bloomfield pierogies, which is potato pierogies topped with a vodka sauce, spicy Italian sausage, mozzarella, mozzarella, <laughs> and parmesan. I, you know what? I would love to have a table of several of these and just having a couple tastes of all. Maybe we can reach out and send to us with like some dry ice. They'll send it. Yeah. We'll have like a eat off the heat ratio sports podcast. See if they'll hook us up. I want to see if any of us can uh, eat that spicy chicken. Uh, I, I don't want no part of that. <laughs> On that note, listen, we're gonna wind this down. Uh, you know, another great 
a fantastic episode. Uh, thanks for our listeners. Thank, you know, numbers up again. Uh, we're approaching over twenty thousand, which is amazing. Uh, I want to thank everybody out there on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook. Again, for your host Tony Catillo, Tony Jigsaw Catillo at Catillo twenty three, John Coker at PGH John thirty six, Coach Dixon at Coach Dixon three six five. Thank you for tuning in to Heat Ratio Sports Podcast, and we will catch you next week.